Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hey, can we can we do me a favor? I believe there are two significant um, days in the life of a believer. Uh, it's Resurrection Sunday where we celebrate our risen King. And then during Advent, we celebrate the birth of our King. I don't want us to get into the routine of dressing up and looking the part and really not honoring the God that we say we serve. So can we do me, a, do me a favor just for the next few moments? Can we begin to bless his name? Come on, bless his name. If you know that he is our risen king, if you know that he came to give you life and that more abundantly, come on, begin to bless his name. Those that are watching, don't just watch me, but come on, bless his name. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, there's none like you. God, we searched all over and could find none like you. God, so even as the three wise men came before you presenting gifts, God, we give you the gifts with the fruit of our lips even now. So we worship you. We honor you. And we bless your name. Come on, somebody seal that with a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 We'll take up your Bibles, please. Take up your Bibles. Hey, I know this is the replay for those that are watching. So I want to say Merry Christmas. I pray that you're enjoying your family, that you're opening gifts. But even as we open up gifts, let us not forget to glorify a king that was born. I want us to go to James chapter 5. I want us to look at verse 11. No, typically preachers will preach a Christmas message, but I believe the Lord wants me to stay in this vein of where we've been over the last few weeks. We've been talking about the power in our press. Somebody say the power in our press. And I want to continue in that vein this morning. James chapter 5 verse 11. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Somebody say press. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. The first portion of the text says, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the outcome of our press, the outcome of of our press. Somebody say the outcome of our press. One of the reasons why many believers are unwilling to press is because many believers struggle with the uncertainty of their press. That, that, that's one of the reasons why we don't want to press in because we're uncertain. We struggle with questions like, 
Will my press make a difference? In other words, will God change my situation? Many people don't want to press because we don't believe God will change our situation. Many of us struggle or wrestle with questions like, will I be made better as a result of my press? In other words, will God change me? Many people don't want to press because they don't believe that God is going to do anything to them in the midst of their press. And even many times we ask and wrestle with this question, will God handle the one who calls my press? In other words, will God change my offender? The reason why many believers are unwilling to press is because of this uncertainty. Somebody say uncertainty. And when the answers to these questions seem not to be definite, many feel like they don't have a desire to press. But here's the good news. I made mention of this throughout this sermon series. When God ordains your press, watch this, he also... uh, ordains the outcome of our press. Did y'all hear what I just said? When God ordains us to press a season where we have to press through trouble, where we have to press through heartache, he also ordains our outcome. So this means we can choose the press because watch this, the outcome of our press is certain. Somebody say my press is certain. So the reason that I can choose the press is because my outcome is certain. And this is why the Lord declares this in the beginning portion of Isaiah 46.10. He says, I make known the end from the beginning, from the ancient times what is still to come. The Lord has prepared what is to come when we choose the press. Therefore, the question we got to ask ourselves is, what then is the outcome that the Lord has prepared as a result of our press? If God is saying that he knows the end from the beginning, the real question that I got to ask myself is, God, if I'm going to press, then what is the result of my outcome? I've got to ask God, what is that outcome? And why is this answer to this question so significant? Because when we're aware of the outcome prepared, it prepares us to persevere. Did y'all hear what I just said? When, When I know the outcome of my press, it prepares me, watch this, to persevere. In other words, the Lord will watch this, reveal and remind us of the outcome of our press. In our foundational text, this is what I believe the Apostle James is attempting to do for believers before their press, in their press, and through their press. He is revealing and reminding believers of God's prepared outcome of our press. That's good news to me, y'all, that the outcome of my press has already been prepared. And my desire is to do likewise today, reveal and remind us the outcome of our press. Because I believe the Lord is requiring us, watch this, and I said this at the beginning of our sermon series, that the Lord is requiring us to end this year by way of press. And I said this, for many of us, this has been a difficult year. And it's requiring us, many, what the enemy wants us to do is give up on the year. Did y'all hear what I just said? But God is requiring somebody to say, my press. So, so, so it's going to require our press. And despite the difficult news we've heard this year, we must press. Despite the hurt we've encountered this year, we must press. Despite the healing we failed to receive this year, we must press. Tell your neighbor you got to press. And here's a word of wisdom. A gift won't get you through your press. A gift won't cause you um, to get through this year, but watch this, your press will. Many will get temporary relief as a result of the festivities of this holiday season, um, but your permanent rescue will be access through your press. Did y'all hear what I said? Many of us um, 
put band-aids on our hurt, on our hardships by the holidays. But God is saying, if I really want rescue, I've got to press. Somebody say, you got to press. So God is requiring this presses of us at the end of this year. The enemy wants to attack, uh, attack us and negate what the Lord wants to accomplish in our lives. Watch this by causing us not to persevere through our press. And this is why we must know the outcome of our press. So we can declare as Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 declares the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The end of our press will be better than the beginning. So here's what I want to do. I want to examine our text and I'm going to let y'all open up y'all gifts, eat, drink y'all hot chocolate and do all of that today. All right. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to look at the text. The first portion of our text says, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. I made mention of this earlier in our sermon series, but your press, watch this, prepares a table for you in the presence of others. That's good news right there. That, 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 that my press prepares a table for me in the presence of others. Your press is a setup, watch this, to be seen. In other words, God never used is your press to shame you, but it's a setup to honor you. Ah, I'm glad we got it up there. Your honor is public. Somebody say your honor is public. God is going to use your press, watch this, to honor you publicly. Oh, that's good news to me. That means the outcome of your press is that your honor will be public. Notice what our foundational text says. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Somebody say, that's my observers. This word blessed in our text is the Greek word, which means benefits extended from God. In other words, watch this. The text reminds us that others will declare that we are blessed because others will be able to watch this, discern the benefits of our press. Oh, that's good news to me that somebody can see the benefits of my press and they'll declare that I'm blessed. They'll be able to see the benefits. And watch this. The sad reality is, is that many believers will press and not see the benefits in their press, but somebody else will. God is saying, I'm going to make your honor. Somebody say it's going to be public. Oh, that's good news to me. So watch this. Uh, other, what do I mean? Others will see the benefits of me pressing to remain in the marriage. Uh, others will see the benefits of me pressing despite the attacks on my mental health. Others will see the benefits of me pressing even when others misuse me. They'll see the benefits. Because watch this. The Lord extends favor to those who are faithful to endure their press. If you want favor to be extended your way, you've got to be faithful in your press. And maybe one of the reasons why you don't seem like favor is on your life is maybe because you have not been faithful to your press. Somebody say, be faithful to the press. Notice what the latter portion of Psalm 34, 8 declares. I believe it's on our screen. The Bible says, blessed is the man who trusts in him. And if we can be honest, watch this, it is difficult to trust in the Lord and press when the enemy attempts to tempt our flesh. It, it can be difficult to trust in the Lord in our press when the enemy attempts to tempt our flesh. But the good news is that when we press, the Lord will bless us and he does so publicly. I don't know about nobody else, but when I'm trying to press, and I said this, that, 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 that our press, watch this, is a demand on our faith that our flesh will always try to deny. So, so, so one of the reasons that the enemy tries to tempt our flesh so that we won't trust God in our press. But the good news is if we can just trust God with our press, he'll say he'll bless us and he does so publicly. 
So, so notice this. That means the same ones that saw you endure will also see you exalted. The same ones that saw your pain will also see you prosper. And the same ones that saw you carry your burdens will also see you blessed. That's good news to me. Because many times, watch this, we want to make... Let me stop right there. Because I don't want to go too far. Here's what, I'm, what am I trying to say. Don't try to prove anything to anybody by your press. But let your press prove the God that you serve. In other words, somebody may be saying, what do I mean? When the motivation for your press is your revenge, you negate your recompense. Somebody say my reward. Many of us will go through life trying to press through and get goals and try to get dreams all to get revenge on those who saw us while we were enduring. But God says, watch this. If you can press and trust me in the press, the same ones that saw you endure will also see you exalted. Many of us, our motivation say, don't let your motivation be messed up. Our motivation is messed up. And notice this. This is why the Lord declares this in Deuteronomy 32, 25. I believe it's on our screen. Notice what the Bible says. No, go back to that screen. Vengeance is mine and recompense. And many of us want to take vengeance upon ourselves. Your press and the proof of your press, somebody say it belongs to God. Watch this. This allows your press to honor him so he can honor us. Did y'all hear what I just said? When I can just trust God, I'm not worrying about who sees me. I'm not see, I don't care who sees me endure. I don't, see, I don't care who sees me in the midst of my pain while I press because my press belongs to God and that's all I need. And watch this. When I know and I can declare that my press belongs to God, it honors God and God honors me. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. Ah, that's good news to me. That, so even more, some may be asking, why does God allow honor, our honor to be made public? As I stated earlier, our honor proves the God we serve. Somebody say that he is faithful. And, our, and watch this, our honor preserves the life of another, that they will put their faith in him. The, the reason why God causes the honor on our life as a result of our press to be made public is because our honor preserves the life of another. How do I know? Revelation 12, 11 reminds us with these words. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Somebody say testimony. That means the, the, the outcome of our press helps another believer overcome. So maybe the reason the one that you're attached to in the spirit has failed to overcome is because maybe you failed to endure your press. God is saying the reason I need to place honor on you as a result of your press is because somebody else's life needs to be preserved. And we get into this pity party when God asks us to press and maybe you fail to preserve another believer's life. Somebody say, help me out. It could be my life that you're preserving. Another will believe that their press won't be the end of them, but their press will have an end. Oh, that's good news. God will be faithful with them and in their press. Because the outcome of our press is that our honor is made public. I don't know about nobody else. That's good news to me on Christmas morning. Wherever, whenever you're watching, that if you can just press and endure in this season, your honor will be made public. Now let's look at the next portion of our text. The Bible says you have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. 
Not only is favor our portion as a result of our press, but our faith will not fail us. Tell your neighbor, your faith won't fail you. What do I mean? If we can be honest, our ability to press, it requires faith. Anybody that's ever had to press through a difficult season, somebody say you need faith. It, it, it takes faith to love someone who has failed to love us back. It, it takes faith to help someone who has failed to help themselves. You, God, you're telling me to help them when I know they have not made a decision to help themselves. Somebody say that takes faith. It takes faith to support somebody who has f- failed to support you. Somebody say it takes faith. And watch this. What, why am I telling us this? Because no one wants to walk in faith concerning something that is not fulfilled. If God is going to cause me to go on a faith journey, I want my faith to be fulfilled. In other words, if we're going to press by faith, then we want to see the fruit of our faith. I, I, I know that to be true. If God is going to ask me to press in this season, I, I want to see the fruit of my faith. And here's the good news. The outcome of our press is that our hope will prosper. Tell your neighbor your hope will prosper. Oh, that's good news to me. This is why our foundational text says this concerning Job's press. It says the end intended by the Lord. And this word intended in our text refers to the Lord's perfect will. And here's the good news. The Lord's perfect will for every believer is that every believer prosper. And, the, and that includes the results or the outcome of our press. Did y'all hear what I just said? This word intended is the perfect will of God. And God's perfect will, somebody say, that's me for every believer is that I prosper so if God is going to send me and command me to press my hope will not be in vain oh that's good news to me y'all and as I mentioned before this this does not mean that your press will feel good but God will use your press for your good did y'all hear what I just said I don't want us to confuse because we've got a lot of prosperity preachers that tell you that everything's going to be well, that everything's going to end well, that you're going to always prosper, that it's always going to feel good. But this pastor is not telling you that. I'm not saying that your press will feel good, but watch this. It will be good for you. Tell your neighbor your press will be good for you. So, so, so notice this. It's important to note that your press, watch this, only pleases God when your press is accompanied by hope. Somebody say faith. That means your press won't help you unless you have hope in your press. What, what am I trying to say? While you're in your press, you've got to keep your hope in God. I want my press to always please me. And many times while we're pressing, we begin to complain. We begin to cry. We begin to have this dialogue with God and negotiate with him in the midst of our press, all while failing to have hope. And God says, if you're going to please me in your press, it needs to be accompanied, somebody say, by faith. And I know y'all know the Bible. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. But I want us to see something else. Psalm 147.11 says, the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. So here's the critical question that we got to answer. It's not if the Lord can find you pressing, but can the Lord find your faith while you press? Many of us think that we're doing some service to God because we're pressing in difficult situations. 
And then we just say, God, look at me. I'm enduring all this hate. I got haters all around me, God, and I'm still pressing my way, but we have no faith. And God is saying, I'm not just looking for your press, but I'm looking, can I find faith while you press? Somebody say, hold on to your faith. I've, I've got to trust God so that God might be might be pleased with my press, because if you want the outcome of your press to help you, then your press needs your hope. Did y'all hear what I just said? If I want the outcome of my press to help me, then my press needs my hope. Somebody say my faith. So here's a word of wisdom. God desires for your hope to prosper and that prosper prosperity. Watch this. Here's the good news is predetermined. Did y'all hear what I just said? God desires for your hope to prosper and that prosperity is predetermined. I made mention of this in my introduction, but scripture reminds us that God knows the end from the beginning. And then Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 encourages us that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. In other words, the prosperity of your hope has already been planned, it's already been prepared, and it's already been predetermined. This means God will always cause the faith in your press to end well. Did y'all hear what I just said? That means you may weep through your press, but if you put your hope in him, it will end well. That means you may be weary through your press, but with your hope in him, somebody say it'll end well. Oh, that's good news to me. You may even war with your flesh through your press, but with hope in him, it will end well. Don't worry why you're in your press. But your press promises to end well when we press with hope. The beginning portion of Proverbs 10, 28 reminds us that the hope of the righteous will be gladness. If I can just put my hope in God while I press, if I can just hold on and believe God while I'm going through difficult situations. Watch this. The Bible declares that it will end. Somebody say in gladness. I'm, I'm, I'm out y'all way because I know y'all got dinner on the table. Y'all got all kinds of stuff. I'm talking about those watching on the replay. Because the outcome of our press is that our hope will prosper. Let's look at the last portion of our text. The Bible says that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Here's the good news. God intends for the end of your press to ensure that his kindness is made evident. He wants his kindness to be made evident. And this is why one of the greatest outcomes of our press is the presence of the Lord's hand on the life of a believer. Uh, So in other words, I I want you to go back to the next screen. That his hand is present. Oh, that's good news, y'all. That when I press, his hand is present. Somebody may be saying, why is this so significant? Because there's strength in his hands. That's Psalm 20, verse 6. There is security in his hands. That's Psalm 37, 24. And there is supply in his hands. That's Psalm 109, 27. In other words, when the Lord's hand remains on the life of a believer, there is, watch this, there is both a present and perpetual flow of his kindness. If you always want God's uh, um, kindness to flow in your life, somebody say, I need his hand on me. So this means one of the ways in which we access the present and perpetual flow is is by way of our press. The reason why many of us don't have access to this present and perpetual flow of of the Lord's kindness in our lives, watch this, is because many of us do not want to press. God is saying, if you just press, I'll keep my hand on you. 
It's not how well you can prophesy. Somebody say it's because I press. It's, it's not how well you pray and you sound in front of the saints. Somebody say it's by way of my press. It's not how well you preach. Somebody say it's by way of my press. I, I want God's hand to remain on me. And this is why I notice what the latter portion of Psalm 84, 11 declares. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. This means if it is God's will for us to press, then he won't withhold from us good things even while we press. Oh, because he, watch this, he will not withhold when his hand is on us. Oh, tell your neighbor, I need God's hand to remain on me. This is why uh, our prayer must be as we press and after we press, Lord, keep your hand on us. I know we said it with cliche because y'all know we know church jargon. We say, oh, I want the Lord's hand to be on my life. Oh, Lord, keep your hand on my life. We say that, but do we know what it means? And watch this even more. Do we even know how we get access to his hand? Somebody say it's by way of my press. Anybody whose God's consistent kindness is in their lives, I promise you that's a believer that presses. Notice this, because just, and I need us to understand this, just as the Lord's hand can remain on us, the Lord will also remove his hand. Consider 1 Samuel 16, 14. But the spirit, somebody say the hand of the Lord, departed from Saul and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Because of Saul's disobedience, the Lord removed his hand. And watch this. And therefore, he removed his kindness. If God calls and commands us to press, somebody say, you better do it. Because if not, watch this, God might remove his hand and he will also remove his kindness. Oh, I'm obligated to press. I'm obligated to press. We can't afford to lose access to the Lord's kindness. And this is why we need the Lord to keep his hand on us. And here's a word of wisdom. A sign of the Lord's hand is when we can be in the midst of trouble and that trouble not trouble you. If you want to know somebody who's got the Lord has his hand on when you can be in the midst of trouble and that trouble not trouble you. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. I need God to keep his hand on me. And here's why we need God to keep his hand on us. Because the Bible declares in John that in this world we'll face many troubles. There'll be so many opportunities for us to press. And my wife made mention of this. And watch this. Miss Deborah pressed her way. Y'all have no clue about what her year has been thus far, but she still decided to press her way. And I promise you that because of her press, God's hand will remain on her life. The only reason she can be here today and it look like she's not troubled by trouble is because God's hand is on her life. Oh, that's good news to me. Uh, this is why even Jesus encourages disciples uh, that that this with these words in John 14, 27, let your heart not be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. In other words, he reminds his disciples that his hand will be present. And as it was with them, so it is with us. Your press may hurt, but his hand will be present. That's good news to me, y'all. Your press may be difficult, but the good news is that his hand will be present. Oh, trouble won't trouble you. Your press may cause hardship, but his hand will be present. Your press may even involve heartache, but his hand will be present. 
there will be a present and perpetual flow of his kindness. And this is why the outcome of our press is that the Lord's hand will be present. I'm done, y'all. It makes no sense to begin to press when we don't endure to see the end of our press. If, I'm, if God is going to call me to press, I want to see the end of that thing. If God is saying that the end of a thing is better than the beginning, I want to press until the end. And just as the Lord has ordained our obedience to press, he's also ordained the outcome of our press. Jesus reminds us in John 16, 23, in this world you will have much trouble, but he has also given us the ability to press through our trouble. And there's an outcome for our press. And here's the good news. As a result of our press, our honor will be made public. Our hope will prosper. And the Lord's hand will be present. But let us look at verse number 12 of James 5. It reminds us of something very critical to our press. The Bible says, but above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes. Somebody say, let your yes be yes. And your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. In other words, the outcome of our press is only reserved for those who hold fast to their press. If we give God a yes to our press, then we need our yes to carry us to the end. Somebody say endure. None of this is promised to any other believer other than the believer that endures. If God is going to cause me to press through difficult season, tell your neighbor you got to hold on. If God is causing you to press through hardship, tell your neighbor you got to hold on. God is even going to cause me to press through heartache. Tell your neighbor you got to hold on. Because we'll never allow our honor to be public. We'll never allow, watch this, his hand to be present. I, 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 I want all of that. And if we want all of that too, tell your neighbor one more time, you got to hold on. Let us stand to our feet. I want to pray for us. And I said this in the beginning of my sermon series. I don't think that we're going to enter into 2022. It ain't going to all be roses. I believe there's going to be difficult days ahead. I believe people are going to prophesy good things and good tidings. And yet we thank God for the birth of our King and our Savior. But I believe in my heart that this is going to be a season where God is going to look for believers to press. And I said this, the Bible declares that we're tested by fire. And the only way that the world knows that, that, that one is a true believer is the one that is tested by fire. I believe this is to be a season where we'll be tested by fire. That we're going to cause, be called to press. But tell your neighbor one more time, you got to hold on. Father, we thank you. God, we honor you and we bless your name. God, we thank you, God, that we can celebrate the birth of our king. And God, your, our king has commanded us to press through difficult seasons. So God, I pray for every believer that is watching. Pray for every believer that is present now. For those that have been through difficult days, God, I pray, God, that they will press. God, even for the difficult days ahead, God, cause us, God, give us the strength to press. And God, even as you ordained us our obedience to press, you've also ordained the outcome. 
So God, we thank you for the outcome. God, we thank you, God, that you know the end from the beginning. And God, you're going to use this, God, to bless us. God, you said our honor will be public. So God calls us not to press for any other motivation other than pleasing you. God, vengeance is yours, says the Lord, and recompense. So God, honor us publicly, God. We thank you for that, God. And God, we need to press because our press and the honor, God, that you'll give us might preserve somebody else's life. We thank you for that, God. Thank you, God, that our hope will prosper. God, that we, it takes faith to press. It takes faith to press. And God, we thank you, God, that our faith will not fail us. But God, you'll cause our hope to prosper. God, it will end, end well for us. It may not feel good, God, but you'll use our press for our good. And God, we thank you, God, that your hand might be present. Keep your hand on us, God, we pray. Keep your hand on us, we pray. God, as before the press, God, keep your hand on us, God. Through the press, God, keep your hand on us, God. After the press, God, keep your hand on us. Make your kindness evident upon our lives. And God, I pray, God, for every believer, everyone that is watching, that will hold fast to our press. God, this outcome is reserved for those that hold fast. And every believer that believes, every believer that will press and will endure to the end, say thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of prayer. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. There may be somebody that's watching that says, I'm watching for the first time. I'm sitting with my family. Um, I, I, I never thought that I would tune into this service this morning, but something was said or done that pricked your heart. And you're saying we're celebrating the, the birth of a king, but he hasn't become my king. And you say you want to make him your king this morning. He'd love to be your savior. As a matter of fact, he's already your savior. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, that Jesus Christ is Lord, we can be saved. You may be saying, I want to be saved this morning. All you have to do, what am I confessing? What am I believing? You're confessing that you're a sinner in need of a savior. That's the first thing. If you can confess that and believe that in your heart, you can be saved. And not only that, you're confessing and believing that Jesus is the only savior. John 14, 6 says he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by him. I don't care what nobody else says. I don't care what if somebody say there's another way to heaven. There's only one way. And that way is Jesus Christ. So if you can confess that and believe that in your heart, you can be saved. And not only that, the Bible says that even the demons believe. So you can sit in church with folk that believe God, but don't ever let God lord that Lord over their lives. So what am I saying? That I'm going to confess and believe in my heart. That I'm going to allow Jesus to now Lord over my life. Whatever he says to do, I'll do. Whatever he says to say, I'll say. And if you can confess that and believe me in your heart, the Bible says you are saved. I want to pray for you if you've made that decision. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. I honor you, God, for this one that has given their life. Just as you gave your life as a ransom for many. God, this morning, God, they're declaring, God, that they're giving their life back to you. For you already paid the price. So, God, we thank you, God, for this one that has come. And as, the, as your word declares, when one comes, heaven rejoices. I pray, God, that they know, God, that heaven is rejoicing as a result of this decision. God now calls them to know, God, that their salvation is secure and sure. 
for your word declares that anyone that the father puts in your hand no man can snatch away so God we thank you for their life now connect them God with a church a Bible believing church connect them with a shepherd that can lead them and guide them connect them with a community of believers that can encourage and edify them God so that they can grow in their in their walk in their relationship with you we love you and adore you and it's in Jesus name we pray amen here's the other thing if you made that decision and you want us to help you walk out that decision to be really sure about what you've made today, send us a message on Facebook or email us at churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Here's the other question I want to ask you. Somebody may be saying, I need a church home. I've heard you several times, Pastor Keith, and I feel like I'm connected to the church. I've never been present physically, but I feel like you might be the shepherd for my life. I'd love to be your shepherd. We'd love to be your family of faith. So if that's you and you want to be connected with the Way Church, you want to become a member, you want to come in covenant with us, I want you to send us a message on Facebook. Or if you can't do that, also email us at churchoffice at waytampabay.org and somebody will connect with you. Hey, I love y'all. I pray that y'all have a merry, merry Christmas. Enjoy your family. And I know, as I said earlier, even as you're opening up your gifts, Let's make sure we glorify the birth of our king. Amen. I'm going to ask my wife to come and just close us out. Can we receive her? I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.